This is Moments of Hope brought to you by the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica. I am your host, Marja Elaine Francis, welcoming you to the program. Good morning, everyone. This month, there's so many things that is being observed. This month, we also observe Alzheimer's awareness, you know, inviting people from across the world to unite and to raise awareness to challenge the stigma that persists around Alzheimer's disease and all types of dementia. According to the Alzheimer's Disease International, this year's theme is no dementia, no Alzheimer's, which focuses on the diagnosis, the warning signs of dementia, the continued effects of COVID-19 on the global dementia community and more. As we speak of Alzheimer's, you may be able to relate to a family member losing their memory, their competence, their comprehension and behavioral awareness, which can be overwhelming for any family to handle. But of course, there's support and there's help. There's some things that we can do to make the journey a little less tedious. And so my guest today is Dr. Julianne McCoy-Davis of the Mona Aging and Wellness Center. And we will be discussing Alzheimer's. Yeah, what are the signs, the symptoms? How can family members and friends help? Where can you get support? Dr. Julianne McCoy-Davis, welcome. Thank you so very much for having Miss Francis. Thank you. It's good to have you and we're talking about this interesting topic today because mm -hmm. so many families are, this is close to home for them and sometimes we really don't know what to do or we're not so sure what's happening to our loved ones. So I'd love for you to start by defining for our listeners, what is Alzheimer's? Okay, so when we think of Alzheimer's, you know, it's a very common term that we hear but Alzheimer's is a form of dementia and is one of the most common forms of dementia. So I think for us to understand it better, we can think about dementia as an umbrella. And under that umbrella, we have different types of dementia. Yes. So we have um, Alzheimer's, there's also vascular dementia, Lewy bodies, among other different types of dementia. So dementia is not one single disease, but there are, are many types. So um, it covers a wide range of, of condition. And as I mentioned earlier, that Alzheimer's is one of the most common type of dementia. Um, dementia in general, is, uh, it, it causes changes in the brain and it may result in decline in cognitive thinking. So the cognitive capacity of the person, it may ultimately affect person's everyday life, how it is that they do things, how it is, for example, that they would have interacted with others. And so naturally relationships may change. Um, six to 80% of persons um, who are affected by dementia actually have Alzheimer's. And so that would result in it being one of the most common type. And Alzheimer's is a progressive degenerative disease. And when we say progressive degenerative disease, we mean that over time, as the condition, um, as the duration of the condition continues, then the, the, the condition itself, the symptoms, the behavior, the quality of life of the person also worsens over time. 
Um, so yeah, when we, we think about Alzheimer's, then um, that that is really what we're thinking about. Right, I hear you. I, I think I want to also mention that something that we often talk about in Jamaica is senility, or we say the person is senile. Them yes, gone senile. that's a common that term is, yes, we use. That has been a term that we've been using for, for a long time. Um, but when we refer to senility or somebody being senile, it really is, it's an incorrect term. Um, because ultimately it is that the person has dementia. And as I mentioned, there are different types of dementia. So it's very important that persons recognize that, you know, just to label somebody to say the person is senile. And so very often when we refer to somebody as being senile, we don't take the necessary care and precaution to look out for that person to ensure that that person is okay. Um, having a mental health condition, which dementia is one of them, is not a normal um, progress or a normal part of aging. It's something that is a form of a disorder and is very important for medical and social attention to be paid um, in that regard. I know so that you said it's not a normal progression because we tend to think that, you know, once you get old, older, something like this will, will happen to you. But mm -hmm. I hear you saying we should pay medical attention to any changes that we're experiencing. And I'd like to ask too, um, Dr. Davis, what age group is affected by this dementia Alzheimer's? So Alzheimer's is particularly common among older persons it can affect persons of different age group but age for example is one of the risk factors with increased age comes the the the, the possibility of of somebody developing um alzheimer's um so yes we are we're finding it that it's more common among older persons as mentioned earlier it is not a normal part of the aging process so once there are, you know, persons start recognizing the signs and symptoms, then it is time to, to get help. Time to get help. And the signs and the symptoms include, I want you to just highlight that again for us. So when somebody has difficulty remembering, and I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm, I'm going to stress on this, that, you know, there are some of us, like yourself, Miss Francis, I think you, um, you know, at different stages of life, we have um, we have problems at times remembering things, and our oh, yes. reaction is it is a senior moment. Mm -hmm. However, um, it's important for us to recognize that it, that is not necessarily the case because, as I mentioned earlier, that dementia is not a normal part of the aging process. So it means that not everybody we will have, it. have dementia, and so. Persons may experience difficulty remembering, but it, the, the important thing is to be able to differentiate what it is that persons have difficulty remembering. So for Alzheimer's, it's things that they did recently or new information. So for example, you came in and you introduced yourself to me and then I, this person turns to you to say, you know, what is your name? Who are you? What are you doing? So it is something that they, they got new information. They have difficulty remembering. And why that happens is because with Alzheimer's, it affects the brain. Yes. Um, and so it affects the learning part of the brain. 
So new information that goes into the brain has difficulty being processed in somebody who has um, Alzheimer's. But what we find, and you may find with a family member who has Alzheimer's, is that they keep on bringing up the past. They keep on bringing up memories from their childhood. And sometimes you're wondering where all of this is coming from. So they, they, they tend to stress a lot the past. They may even talk about their parents and grandparents. And they often talk about them being in the present. But it's the new information that they do not remember. They don't remember the names of somebody they were just introduced to. They can't find, where did I put my glasses a while ago? Um, there are also other things. So for example, as the disease progresses, there may be changes in behavior, um, such as, you know, boisterous behavior, the person may start experiencing confusion, they may easily become disoriented, disorientated, they may also have difficulty finding the right words. And so often they may use words repeatedly. Um, because they can't find the right word to say, yes. they may also start gesticulating and using that as a means of, of expressing themselves or their body language rather than actually speaking. And that, again, comes from the brain not being able to process the right words. Um, they can't describe, for example, things that are familiar to them. So they may look at the phone and call it uh, a spoon, for example, because that is something that um, sticks out in their brain, but they cannot remember the names of everyday thing. They may be having a conversation and easily lose train of thought. You may find that they're, they're talking to you and they everything seems quite okay. And then all of a sudden we are now back in 1940 discussing something and you're like, what's happening here? Yes. Um, so those are some of the common signs of, you know, what is happening in, in the brain of somebody who is experiencing Alzheimer's. Thank you for that. Even as we focus on what the common signs are, I'm sure that their family members and friends will be, you know, a little more cautious, a little more right. attent attentive to those mm -hmm. in their family as to, okay, I see these, but what can I do? So I'd love for you to share how can family members and friends help those around them who may be experiencing dementia? One of the important things is that knowledge is power. Sometimes, unfortunately, we think that what we don't know can't hurt us, but sometimes that really is where our problem lies when it comes to dealing with somebody with Alzheimer's. It's important to know and understand what the person is going through um, in order to be able to better relate to them. So get as much information as you possibly can yes. about the condition and it's also very important to recognize. So um, in the medical field, for example, a doctor may explain the condition and explain that there are different stages. But I think it's easier for families to understand um, the progression of the diseases in the disease in three main stages. So there is the mild or the early stage, and then we, it progresses to a middle stage and ultimately a severe stage. So in the mild stage, this is where, you know, we start picking up signs about the memory issue. Um, we start seeing the repetitive um, words or the, the repetition of stories and they keep on bringing up the past and all of that. 
by the time it starts progressing to mild, now we're seeing very changes in terms of behavior and how it is that they, they, they behave. Um, you may start seeing issues um, in relation to withdrawal, the person becoming more into self. Um, they're not talking as much. And so this is where, for example, the family needs to know and understand what is happening in order to be able to relate to the person. When the person starts um, going into themselves, for example, becoming quiet, that, for example, could possibly be them going into depression because they don't understand, for example, what is happening to them. They're talking yes. to you and you're complaining that you just said this, you just said that, Um and so it is very important to be able to understand what is happening and to help them through the process. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's easy or it's going to be a difficult journey, but um, I find that having the knowledge of what is happening to your loved one is important for you to be able to help them. So what do you do, for example, when your loved one has become very repetitive? It's talking to you about the past, for example, bringing up stories that at the time you were never around. I say, and I think that there is nothing wrong with living with your loved one in that moment and helping them journey through that moment. And then as best as you can, try to transition them back into the present. Present, yes. Right. And it may also be, for example, that you may also have behaviors that make things difficult. They may have difficulty, for example, um, in even having a meal, and um, they may start refusing to eat or they get miserable around mealtime and stuff like that. There are, there are little things that the family can do. So when they come to the table, for example, you want to make the area as clutter-free as possible and, and to just allow them to be independent and free to do as they, as they wish. As they wish, I hear you saying, get the knowledge. Knowledge is power. The more we know, it's the more we're able to help our family members and to help them to adjust to the environment and this new way of living. My guest today is Dr. Julian McCoy Davis of the Mona Aging and Wellness Center. We have been focusing on no dementia, no Alzheimer's. We spoke about what it is, what are the signs and the symptoms and how family members and friends can help. I'd love for you to share, Dr. McCoy Davis, what can persons do? I hear you heard you earlier saying that it's not a normal occurrence as we age, but what can persons do to minimize the likelihood of being diagnosed with this condition? Well, um, I would say that from research, they have recognized that there is no single um, cause of Alzheimer's disease. There are multiple factors. So genetics, your lifestyle, the environment in which you live, age, family history, um, among other things. While they can't pinpoint what the specific issue, um, the cause or the factors are, you know, research, for example, has indicated that there are other things that may put persons at risk, right? So there are some things that you have control over um, in terms of your lifestyle, your quality of life and your environment, but there are some things that you cannot control the family that you were born into, your genetic makeup and all of that. And so, for example, 
reducing the likelihood of head trauma is something that is very important because they have found, for example, association with, between head trauma and different types of dementia, such as vascular dementia. Um, you also want to ensure, persons want to ensure that their health condition is kept on optimal level. So for example, having your regular heart check to yes. reduce the likelihood, for example, of heart disease, diabetes, stroke, and all those things, high cholesterol. So work as best with your doctor as possible to keep those things in check and practice health, healthy lifestyle. So we want to be active, up and about, doing different things. Persons also talk a lot about brain health, keeping the brain active and engaged, doing different activities. So keep the brain active doing different yes. activities like re some reading yes yeah, some games reading games painting drawing there are some persons who like to do brain brain games yeah um, a lot of that is found um through technology now they can do it on their phones they can do it on the computer um and some persons like doing puzzles but also engaging talking with persons um also just keep keeping the mind active so as i mentioned earlier dementia alzheimer's is more common among older adults and very often persons once they leave the work or world of work then many of them are home alone so it's very important for them to find engaging activities, gardening, speaking with friends, going out, doing social activities and maintaining as much as possible an active lifestyle. An active lifestyle. One of the things you had mentioned also is that sometimes they may get boisterous or disoriented in the space that they are. How can family members make the home space more conducive to persons if they have this condition? Mm -hmm. Right. So with Alzheimer's, one of the concern is the likelihood of behavior change and um, disorientation. So as the disease progresses, the, your loved one may be in the home and don't know actually that they are at home. They yeah. may actually say to you, I'm ready to go home. Mm. And you're like, but you're home. Yeah. So for them, sometimes the brain doesn't process that this is home. They don't recognize home. So you want to minimize as much as possible clutter. You want to make the place clutter free, um, reduce the things that would possibly make somebody um, dis disoriented. You want to ensure, for example, that you reduce the likelihood of falls throughout the house. So remove, for example, um, mats that you know are not holding firmly to the ground, yeah. or or mats, for example, that may be unraveling, or the sides might be turned up. That can easily cause falls. Um, bathroom, for example, is something that we need to pay close attention to. Ensure that there are non-skid tiles, or if somebody comes out and the ground is wet. Um, you want to be able to manage that, um, if possible. As the disease progresses, they may not be able to have to, to stand, for example, in the show and have as much strength. So you may need to consider using bath chairs um, and other supportive um, devices. You want to install grab bars things that they can easily grab onto in the yes. that the person is falling. Um, removal of sharp objects. So you want to make the space safe. Um, you know, you do these things for a child, making the, the space child-friendly. So you also want to do this for this older relative that you want yes. to make the space um, safe. So you want to remove sharp objects and 
things that can break. So if they're having dinner, for example, don't give them a glass that will break, for example. So I don't mean you're going to pick up the whole plastic one that has all the, you know, the bite up, bite up from the children. But you want to get, um, you know, utensils, for example, that are that are comfortable for them, but yes. not easily damaged. Damaged. Good. I think I also want to put in the importance of, of music because through research, they have found that music has been very therapeutic for persons with Alzheimer's. So depending on the genre of music that your relative enjoys, play that music. Um, it's possible that your relative may also experience what is called sundowning. So in relation to sundowning, sundowning is something that many persons with Alzheimer's experience where by early afternoon to late evening they may start you might recognize them becoming very very agitated um restless wanting to you know tell you to close up the place and it's time to go to bed and do all of those things those are indications of what we call sundowning and so at that stage it is important um to be able to engage them through, again, maybe soothing music, you want to allow as much natural light in as possible. Because with, with Alzheimer's, the brain, the biological clock, for example, in the brain operates differently. And some caregivers may complain even that at night is when their loved one is most active. And in the day, they're very relaxed and Interesting. even. And that happens because they didn't sleep well in the night or they did not sleep in the night. So what you want to do now is to try and control the environment and the space of this individual to ensure that they are awake for as long as possible so that when you're ready to go to bed, you know, you all can have a good night's rest and be ready for the next day. So you want to see how best you can if it is that you have to put take them on the outside, let them do exercise, then you do that. Lots of care and attention needed mm -hmm. there just to support our loved ones and to make our home space quite conducive to anyone who may be experiencing dementia and Alzheimer's. Thank you so much for that. There's so much more we could share on, but I'll ask you as we close, what word of hope do you have for persons who may be worried about themselves wondering if they have Alzheimer's or their loved ones being diagnosed with Alzheimer's? So if, if as an individual, you have a concern about yourself or your loved one, I would say consult your general practitioner or your family doctor. Um, if, if the doctor themselves have a concern, they may eventually refer the person to a psychiatrist for further um, testing or a geriatrician for further diagnosis. Um, but in terms of a word of hope, I would encourage persons. So make the most of every single opportunity that you can with your loved ones. You don't want to have regrets eventually that because of behaviors or whatever that you didn't engage your loved one. Love upon them and don't take everything that they say personal. Things will be said that will be very painful, but love upon them as best as you can. And the last words, Council of Moses um, in Deuteronomy 31, verses six to eight, he challenged the people to you know, trust in God. So I'd want to share verse eight in particular. It is the Lord who goes before you. 
He will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Do not fear or be dismayed. So in the days that you feel alone, just remember that God is with you. Amen. God is Amen. with you. And I'll ask you to close in prayer for those listening. Sure. So, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, that we have to share and encourage families as they journey through this, this difficult um, journey, Lord, and at times one that feels very lonely and, and confusing. I pray for strength for families, Lord, who may be wondering what is happening or just received a diagnosis or families that are going through this situation. May you give them peace. May you strengthen them and help them on this journey. And also, Lord, provide all the necessary help and support that they need to get through. Have thine own way, even now, Lord. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May I remind you, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica brings moments of hope to you every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Thanks to my guest, Dr. Julian McCoy Davis. Thanks to you, our listeners. If you need prayer counseling or further information, call the Missionary Church Association office at 924-1378 or WhatsApp 7910527. Also, link us on Facebook at Moment of Hope MCAJ with your comments. I am Marja Elaine Francis. Regardless of what you encounter in life, there is hope and there is power in prayer. Hebrews 11 verse 6 reminds us that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. I invite you to pray by yourself or join with a family member or a friend and let us pray being mindful that God answers prayers. Tune in again next week for another moment of hope.